Tan page Gimel. Parshas Vayikra. Aleph Zeira, the small Aleph. The first word in the Sefer has the word Vayikra spelled with a small Aleph in the Sefer Torah at the end of the word. Babal HaTurim Kasav. The Torah writes, Vazelashana. Aleph Vayikra Zeira. The Aleph in the word Vayikra is small. Shemoshe Loretza Lichtov Ela Vayikar. Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to write Vayikar, that Hashem kind of happened upon him because of Moshe Rabbeinu's humility. Kederk Shenemar Vidulam, as it says by Bilam, Vayikar. Kilulon Niralo Hashem Ela Vimikra, as if the Hashem just happened to appear to him, not the Moshe Rabbeinu you know, deserved it in any way. And that's how he saw it. V'omar lehakadosh boruch Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, lichtov gamba aleph, to write the word with an aleph, vayikra. Because for Kitana, so Moshe Rabbeinu wrote the aleph, but he wrote it small. And in that way, they kind of made an agreement that, okay, uh, the aleph is small, so Hashem got the aleph in there, and Aleph is small, so Moshe Rabbeinu was able to, to an extent, get what he wanted to. Al-Kal That's the tour. Then he brings another thing. The B'Shem Ha'arizal, in the name of the Ari. Is it over Rashi? Pardon me? Rashi Does Rashi bring this down? I'm not sure. No? I'm not sure. I haven't done very far Right. Share your thoughts, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay, then the Arizal writes, Mavin, Shebemaseha Egel, Shoasu Yisrael. When the Jewish people made the Egel, Gormalola Moshe Rabbeinu, Shenistalek Me'alav, Kolha Elef. They caused from Moshe Rabbeinu that it was removed all of the Elef. Now the question is, what does that mean? Elef could mean a thousand. So it was removed from Moshe Rabbeinu all of the thousand, whatever that means. Or it could be related to that, which Rick said, some kind of relationship to learning or teaching. Rak mishtayer echad mine Elef. But one of the thousand remained. V'zehu Aleph Zeira, and that's the small Aleph. So that's a very cryptic statement. They send it the Ego, it caused Moshe Rabbeinu to lose the Elef, which of course is the same spelling as the word Aleph, Aleph Lameth Fei. And all that remained was one of 1,000, one of the Elef, and that's the little Aleph, one of 1,000. This does not explain that. We'll see if he, we'll talk about that later, which I'm sure he will. Behine, Bidrashos Chasim Sofer, 
in the Dreshos of the Chassan Sofer, Be'er Inyan Aleph Zahira. He also explains the nature of the small Aleph. Kiyadua, the word Zahira, you know, which, which means small, is like the word Zahir, like Zahir Anti. Kiyadua Sha'achar Shavira Salufas. It's known that after the Luchos were broken, that the crowns of Naasa Venishma were taken from the Jewish people. They had crowns from Kabbalah Satorah. And when Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchos, they lost their crowns. Wasn't it a thousand crowns for each? Maybe that was what yeah, it was. I think a thousand it, crowns. And that would be the. Yeah, I think you're right. A thousand, I think a thousand right. crowns. Right. A thousand Venishma. Right. I don't know where you learned it. Yeah, that rings a bell for me. Okay. Nitnu Lamosha And then, hey gosh, what page Gimel here? Right here. Safer by you. Nitnu Lamosha Rabbeinu. These crowns were then given to Moshe Rabbeinu. Kiri Isa, as it says in Shabbos. The Gemara. Because of the Chasm Sofer, the Zelashana. The Chassan Sofer writes on this. Umisham, from those crowns, Mehakasorim Shazocha Bahem, that Moshe was Zocha to, Koran or Panem. The skin of his face became radiant. Right, so B'nai Yisrael lost the crowns because of the faith. Moshe Rabbeinu gained them, and as a result of that, his face glowed. That's what it means when we say in the Shabbos morning Shemona Esrei, Rejoice, Moshe, in the giving of his portion, that refers to this radiance that came from the crowns. So we do find, though, that even though B'nai Yisrael lost the crowns, but Moshe Rabbeinu did have them collectively. He gained all of those crowns. So they moved off of Klai Yisrael, moved on to Moshe, and he held them in general. <coughs> so we didn't really lose them from the Jewish people. Moshe Rabbeinu still had them. Kikol ha'oros shahayu b'hispashtus b'chol Yisrael all of those lights that were shining forth amongst Jewish people at the time of Matan Torah, now they all became confined and directed to Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe himself had them. Josh, would you pass the clear next, please? Thank you. Yes, Mark? Uh, yeah. When you see the with Sixty-ten-thousand-sixty-ten-sixty-ten-thousand-sixty-ten-thousand-sixty-ten-thousand-sixty-ten-thousand-sixty-ten-thousand-sixty-ten-thousand-sixty-ten-thousand-sixty-
So he's saying it's the the crowns of each of the uh, six hundred thousand that were gathered there. He's not talking about. It seems to me that uh, the idea of plural crowns was one was a crown of uh, not and the other of Nishma. Right. Right. <coughs> no, but that is correct. They they were both for the one from Nasa and one from Nishma. That's correct. Hey, how you doing? We're in page Gimel and Sefer Vayikra. Okay, so Moshe Rabbeinu got all of those crowns. So that's but that's two different interpretations of what the plural of crowns is. The one six hundred thousand, <coughs> the others two. No, this would mean that. There were 600,000 Jews. Each one got two crowns. During the first time? Yes, very first time. The Ocha, we're almost at the bottom of the first column, two lines up. Vahainu vayikra ba'alaf se'ira, quotes the Chasim Sofer, saying, and this is the small Aleph of vayikra, lo she'yesh shum chilu bein Aleph La'alef. Not that there's any distinction between one and the other. Hainu bein milos vayikra shenemar b'matan Torah, meaning the word vayikra that was said at matan Torah, ubein milas vayikra hanemar b'ohamoi, and the word vayikra that was said to Moshe in the ohamoi, shavu la'achar shvira taluchos after they were broken, kizeh kamozeh, because they're both like each other, meaning that when Hashem called out at Harsinai, and as a result of that, all of Klai Yisrael got crowned. Now there's another Vayikra here at the Oomole that's specific to Moshe Rabbeinu, the individual, and he says they were really alike. Ella kan But here, the light is all confined to one place, meaning to Moshe Rabbeinu, because Klai Yisrael lost the light lost the crown. So that small olive there is to let us know the Rames Shakol Ha'oros Sheho Aleph Romes Alehem all of the great light which this letter Aleph refers to Shehoya Bihis Pashtus Ben Kol Yisro that was disseminated throughout all of Israel Nitzan Tzem Ata B'Moshe Levada. It was now confined to Moshe Rabbeinu that's what the Chasm Sofer says which pertains to our topic so the Chasm Sofer wants to say that little Aleph is telling us it's still an Aleph all those lights were still there but it's little meaning it was now on one person Moshe Rabbeinu as opposed to amongst all of Klai Yisro the Efshar Shazui Gam Kavona it's possible that this is the intention of the Ariza. Shakodim Chet Ego Vamatim Torah before the Chet Ego, when we receive the Torah. Hayu Ha'oros Vahahasagos Bihis Pashtus Akol Yisroah that the light and the comprehension of Matim Torah was really experienced and spread out on all of Israel. That each one of the Jews grasped according to his level. And now, after the Chet Ho'egel, 
the Dibur became confined to Moshe himself. Maybe this is what the Arizal means when he said only one little bit of the thousand remained. Shehadibur bishas had simsum hayo echad me elef mehahis pashtu shohaya bishas matantoro. Ezehu alef zeira. That this dibur that was spoken to Moshe Rabbeinu now was one one thousand of the dibur that was spoken to Klal Yisro, and that's the small alef. Vayin Moshe Kosu hasvasemet. Look at the Tzvah in Vayikra to, as he explains the words of the Arizal too. So we don't really get a big explanation of it. We just have this idea that the light that Akla Yisrael got from Matim Torah, which we lost, it took the form of crowns, that it transferred over to Moshe Rabbeinu's, and it was all confined there by Moshe, by Moshe's uh, presence. Yes, Rick? We won't be able to get through it, but we can see some of it. Yisod HaKarbonos Hiskarvus. The foundation of Karbonos is Hiskarvus, drawing close to Hashem. Vayikra Moshe Vayidabra Hashem Elav Me'olam Oed Le'mor. He called out to Moshe, and Hashem spoke to him from the Olam Oed. Adam ki yakriv mikem, korban Hashem. When a person offers from you a korban to Hashem. Ubarashi, Rashi says, L'chol dibros, l'chol amiros, l'chol tzivuyim kadma kriya. It wasn't only here that Hashem called out to Moshe, but every time he spoke to him and every time he commanded him, first he called him. Vayikra always preceded Hashem's commandment. Lashon chiba. It's a lashon of love, of endearment. Lashon shemalachei hashores mishtam shinba, a language which the malachim themselves use. Shenemar bekara zelzed says each malach calls one to the other. So it's like you're about to speak to somebody, and instead of just beginning right into the conversation, but first you say, you know, yeah, my, my friend, or you know. And you, you reach out to them a little bit. Uh, like hi, saying, hi. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, kind of like that. Like little. Uh, no, what do you mean? Say for what? Mothers call kids. They nickname their right. children. Right. And, you know, very funny words like. Like honey beer or, you know, right. sweetie pie. Or, and that's how they start off their sins. Right. Yeah. 
it's very, it has a lot of people. Yeah. Then, as the kids get older, they start cringing. Bubble. The word kara, uh, like kara, roak, zarki, nato, is that also with an alt? Is it the same word? That's an I. Havolu nevi'e ha'umos ad from nigla alein b'loshon arayi v'tumah shenemar b'yikar elokim elbo. However, when it comes to the prophets of the umos ha'ulam, Hashem just happens upon them, and it's a different experience, and it is introduced with the word b'yikar. There's no love. There's no special chiba. B'yikra shows that God really introduces the statement with love. Let's understand the difference between these two words, Vayikra and Vayikar. Kikriya perusha Tuleshan Binik Adam Shakurin Esa Adam Lavoila. Kriya means like people call one to the other and they ask someone to come on over. The Kamosha Hagamura Resh Pasakam Afarish Eslashan Hapasuk when it says in the Pasuk that Hashem called to Or, to light, Yom, day, He called it, that same word, Karya Rahmana Linahura, Upakte The Tirgum is that, right, right, the Gemara is, God called out to light, and He commanded it upon its task its task being daytime. So it's different, right? We read it as Vayikra, and God called Moshe. Or Vayikra, and God called the light Yom. He called it. He titled it. And he's saying that's not really what it means. It doesn't mean you title something, but it means you're calling on somebody. It's like you're reaching out to somebody. You're saying their name. Hakriya el Moshe hoisa kriya meesa kadosh This calling out to Moshe was a calling out to him from Hashem. Shayis kariv Moshe Rabbeinu elav, for Moshe to draw near to him. Ukedei shayachin viyazminas atzmo ladaver ladaver as a preparation to speak to Hashem. Debishter had. What is that? M. Oif Kohaben Hecher? You know that word, Mark? Oif Kohaben? Oh, he didn't, like, lifted him up. Oif Kohaben lifted him up. Hecher, thank you. Hecher is higher. So Hashem, the Abishur refers to Hashem, he lifted Moshe Rabbeinu higher, Ad Shiyala B'madrega V'yizkari V'lakarish until he lifted him up a level and lifted him up close to God. So he's learning it that Hashem is lifting him, drawing him up to him. Almost like you're going to talk to a child and you kind of take him up and you're about to talk to him and you lift him up and say, hey there, you know, Actually, how you doing? Like he heaved him, like he heaved the same word in English. Like he tossed him up, right? We don't want to say that he left out of here. Threw him yeah, up. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Like, lifting was nice. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> An interesting uh, chilev that may also sheds some light on the first mind, uh, 
is that um, in the, the Zohar states by where it says to Avram that 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 call that, that had come out had always existed. It's just Avram was the first one to hear it. And um, and similarly, the Medrash says by the by the Sne, that the, the snow was always burning, but Moshe was just the first person to see, see it. it. But you see here now, after the Chet Egel and with the, the, the vote of the Mishkan, Vayikra is a particular call that, that's really only to Moshe Rabbeinu, only he's called. It's not a, that just that Moshe Rabbeinu is the only one who happens to hear it. Right. So the, and, the, and so it's not Vayikar that he happens to hear it, it's Vayikra that he's called specifically. specifically. Very nice, huh? Okay. Lashon Chiva. Kiviyachal Shayihi Yamosha Dovuk Bahakarishbrah. As if we were saying that Moshe was attached closely to God. Kamoshanemar Bakarat Ze Elzeh. As it says by the Malachan, they call on one another. Umatargamina, the Aramaic of that, we say it in the Volatzion. Umakablin Dain. Mean day. One receives from the other, so they kind of enter into a relationship. Because it's as if Hashem is receiving nachas. From Moshe Rabbeinu being lifted up. What's the word koras here? It means I think it's from the word kar to have your your spirit is cooled. Uh-huh. It's an expression that means nachas. Hmm. Is it like well, yeah? We, we learn it exactly the word car exactly the opposite. Usually it means cooled down, yeah. right, right. But here it means a lesson of like you would be feeling good by being cooled. Yeah. Yakir would be the same spelling, same word. That's a good kuf rage. And this is Kuf Resh something. I don't know what the other. The third letter would be of the Shoresh. But Yakir would be the same as Vagikar. No, no, no. That would be Yud Kuf Resh. Vagikar comes from Kuf Resh He. Oh, Karo, which is to to happen upon. Vagikar El Kim El Bilam is Kuf Resh He. Oh, Karo. Okay. Right. That's the difference. Hey, it's the Right. I wonder what the three word shorish of the word kar, which it's called, is. It could be kuf resh resh. It's possible it's karor. Yeah. Would the Jewish people do Hashem's will, Mosifin Koach Bigavura Shamala, Kiviyacho, they add power to Hashem's strength, so to speak. Kemodo Amar Belokim Nasefaila, it says, we make strength, Chayo, by Hashem. Ubesefer Netashachayim, Shar Aleph, it says in Rabchayim Elojner's Sefer Netashachayim, Sheherich Levar Inyanzef. We do see from here that there is some concept of Hashem receiving from another. Now again, this doesn't mean that God is lacking, because that goes against the Yesodos of our Amunim. 
But so to speak, God receives pleasure, nafas, joy from his creations. Shashem Yisbarach Nehenebazeh, that God enjoys this, Shabbasar Vadam Miskarevelev, that a being of flesh and blood draws near to him. Vizehu Inyan Shel Hakriya Lashon Chiba, that's the nature of this word Kriya, a Lashon of love. Lashon Shemalafe Hashroiz Mishtam Shinbo Shinemar Vakora. The language that the Malachim use. Okay, now um, I wanted to just move ahead for a minute and go off of this part about the Umos. Uh, take on to the next page, page hey, where it's at the very top line, but in, toward the middle of the line, where it says, Ba'af de Kriya Zu, Kadma Even though when Hashem called out to Moshe, it was before every time he spoke to him, he called out, right up here. Top right column there. But here it's stated, this is where it's stated specifically. And now it's an introduction to the Parsha in the Torah that talks about Karbanas. So there's got to be a reason for that, right? Why does Sefer Vayikra, which is really Torah's Kohanim, why does this, this Sefer begin with Vayikra and this relationship of closeness? Ki hakriya hi al Moshe just as this calling out to Moshe is Shayiskari el HaKadosh to draw near to God Kenu Inyan HaKorban because that is the nature of a Korban Korban Mileshon Yiskarvus it comes from the word to draw near Odam Ki Mikem a person who offers from you Korban LaHashem meaning Shayakriv HaAdam Me'atzmo El HaKadosh Baruch that a person desires to draw close to God. Adam Kiyakri, the person himself, is coming close. Kishayakri, the karbanas nadava We're talking now about voluntary karbanas, that a person wants to try and draw near to Hashem. That a person of his own heart wants to draw near to God. Adam Kiyakri, Mikem. That's what we just said. So this Hakdama, in specifically in Sefer Vayikra, it's it's more than just the way Hashem called out to Moshe. It's introducing the theme of what Korbanos are about. It's about getting close. So the Sefer of Korbanos, Vayikra, starts with that word, Vayikra, that connotes that Hashem is coming close to Moshe, Moshe is coming close to Hashem. That really is the whole theme of Karbanos. And that's why this Sefer begins with that word. Another dimension of looking at it is, is that uh, Moshe is often in the position in relation to Aaron, is often compared in Hasidus to the, to the position of Aaron who is Makrif Karbanos. He brings the Karbanos out of his man. The arousal, he, he's the Rusal de la Sata, he arouses from below. 
and mosha is the arousal from above. So here is the, the arousal from above from Akash Baruch to introduce the subject of Karbonos to induce the arousal from above. Nice. Very nice basha there. Like that. Very good. <coughs> yes, David. Mark, Mark, would you mind uh, shutting that thermostat off? Or Dan, Dan, just turn down more. Gradually, it's so often hard to be so rooted at the other end of Carbonus. Um, so, Carbonus is, in one sense, is a sacrifice, right? Right. And in that you're giving the animal's life. Uh, you're giving the animal's life. Right. You've got to pay for it. And you got to pay for it, right. <laughs> so, but God doesn't want us to be the Carbonus. We're supposed to. Right. right. In the physical sense, being off the Right. But you just said that he wants us to do that in another sense. Maybe to draw near to him? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There is a concept of Messiris Nathesha, which is not, not human sacrifice, but self-sacrifice, that a person is willing to give up certain things in order to draw near to our country corporate. That's also part of the concept of the corporate. That was not a base comment at all, even though it's a rather elevated comment. By the end it was elevated. It started out. Slaughter the animal. Yeah. Right. It is a very, you know, uh, glaring picture of, uh, of the the shkita, the cutting and the chopping and the sprinkling. It's, it's pretty. A physical place in that respect. As an aside, I, I saw this morning in, in last mission condition that the comment that says, um, you know, the exact wording, but Tabachim, butchers, are Shituf Balmalik, something like that, partners to Balmalik. Right. Interesting. But I was curious about the difference between the word Tabachim and Shokim. Ashokhet is, is the one who actually shuts the animal. Uh-huh. Atabeth is the one who gets the meat and cuts and it up cuts into it pieces, up. right? So it's a different job. So it's a different job, yeah. right. You're taking the, the animal's body, the dead animal, and you're cutting it up into steaks, and four quarters, hind quarters. So what's the contra- uh, contraction you sometimes see in sport? Shokhet, who? Is, it, is that the other one? Uh, uh, Shofet Ubodek. Right. That's the one who checks the lungs. Right. The Bodek is the one who checks the lungs of the animal. Right. So that's also a separate job. Yes. Yeah. yeah, because you have to have, that, that has to follow Shrita. So Tabachin is really, in a sense, the lowest level of the process. 
I mean, I don't know what to, to call lowest or not, but it's it's not part of the of the shrita process. It's really part of the processing, the meat processing. All week long, I've been thinking about the couple that you've been talking about. The kosher slaughter of the animal because of all the things being burned for Yeah. Yeah. Those animals in the don't even have to go inside to so look at his teeth. Yeah. You see it. It's there. Again, it's interesting because they said this disease is not harmful. I'm always suspicious when you read that in the newspaper. Or just in case we're just going to kill you. Know, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, kind of, it's kind of interesting because I've been getting a lot of questions from non Jewish people about what's a kosher. Right. Oh. Because they, they kind of relate to that. Well, if it would render it a trefa, which is to say that it could not live for a year, it, it could do that, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure, but I believe so. If we know that with this, the animal could not live for a year, that should render it a trade for the lamaisa that would have to be checked to see if that's that's evidence. Right, that's correct. But you can't give it to the non-Kosher butcher if you just want to walk. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's an avela. It's an animal that's, uh, you know, not properly... It's actually a trefa. It's not it's a trefa. An animal that can't live because of those lesions. So there's no prohibition for Gentiles to uh, eat those animals. Of course, it has to pass the FDA. Have you ever been to a shop site? Chef again? Great show trip. I've been to a great thing. I've been to a chef in place for the chickens. But the Hamas are a different story because they're really big and there's a lot of blood. <laughs> I worked in the Shlach place for a while because Rabbi Tversky's in Holy Rafa used to be the Rav Hamach here in Denver over Shrita for many, many years. So we used to go down and uh, spent a lot of time there. It's quite, an, quite an experience and quite an education. And you can go here. I know like Rabbi Lerner who, uh, who teaches at TA, who is um, Shofar, he was a Shofar. He takes his class every year at Rupert's program, so they can see Shrita and watch it. He teaches seven, but no, he teaches uh, 11. Okay, but you can go down there. Let's take one more paragraph here. We'll do one more, which is Kavar Nechlaku HaRishonim B'Yesod HaKarbanos. The Rishonim have already 
argued about the foundation of the meaning of Karbanos. Harambam, the Rambam writes the Sefer Moradavuchim in the Moradavuchim, the Guide for the Perplexed. Huva Gan the Perish Ramban. It's also brought in the Ramban's Perish. Kitam Akarbanos Ba Avur Shahamitriim Bahakastiim Ashur Hayu Yusrol Gorim Vitoshavim Baartsam. That the reason for Karbanos is that the Egyptians and the, what is that, Chaldeans? 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 That the Jewish people lived amongst them. These people used to worship animals. The Mitzrim would worship, as we know, the sheep. Some kind of a demon that was in the image of a seir of a goat. And as we know, even today, people in India don't slaughter cattle because they consider them holy or divine. It's because of that that Hashem specifically told us to shech these animals, the ones that these cultures were worshipping as gods. Through this, there would be kapora, because the way healing is achieved, and healing is the, the agony of the soul, is through this process. So other people were taking these animals, misusing them, worshipping them. Hashem said to us, take these animals use them properly, meaning serve me with these animals, and that will be a tikkun for this. And that's what the Rambam says. Pardon me? I don't know about a chicken. <laughs> but a chicken is not kosher for a korban. So specifically those animals that were used for korbanos. Pardon me? No. No, no. Chicken is their rice. Buster of Bechola, Mr. Abadi. Chicken meat with milk. Is an Isidrabana. No, Shakti is a chicken is derisive for sure. Both Ofa and Behema. You're thinking of us of a Khalid. By Behema it's derisive and by an Ofa it's Drabana. You know that, right? Yeah, so my confusion is on the Islam confusion. Right. The Ramban argues with this. The Hakasim of Farisha Hakorban who Ishe Rayafni Khawachlashem. The korban is described as a pleasing fire offering to Hashem. Umashma shehazavicha l'ashem Hashem levado shelo yiskavin l'davarachher ba'olamin means that you shecht an animal as a korban and you don't have anything else in mind. Have anything out about canceling avodah zara or overcoming other nations avodah zara. It's just straight to Hashem. Rak l'ashem Hashem levado the whole korban lashon kareva va'aftus, and the Ramban says the korban is a lashon of drawing close, like we were saying before. Look there in the Ramban, shehir b'lahashiv al tam harambam, who speaks extensively about the Rambam's earlier reason, meaning to refute it. Umarich kam lefarish ashitasa, but he explains the shita as well. Va'ayin b'sefer meshachachma, b'reish va'yikra, 
Shemevi Ashita Saraman Belashem Zen. Now the Mesher Chachma, who was recent in, in our century, about a hundred years ago, the Mir Semchav Devins, he writes, Kihu Lakariv Kol HaOlamath. He understands the Ramban to mean that the purpose of the Korban is to bring all levels of reality near and close together. We've been focusing on it meaning drawing close to Hashem. He says it takes all the olamas, every level of reality, and tightens things, joins things, closens things. Vayin sham shakasav lahachriya ki karbonos bamat heim rak laharchik avodazora kitam harambam. Oh, he says that the karbonos of Abama, those were the altars that were permissible for a time outside of the Beis HaMikdash, before there was the Beis HaMikdash. Those karbonos had to do with defeating Avodazara. They are to bring closeness. So the Meshachachma says, interesting, he kind of resolves the dispute between the Rambam and the Rambam. And he says, when we were allowed to offer on a Bama, on an altar, outside of the Beis HaMikdash, when we did that, that kind of korban was l'shem, defeating Avodazara, like the Rambam. But the karbanos that were offered in the Beis HaMikdash, like the Ramban, that had to do with drawing nearer to Hashem. And he brings a makor for this from Zvachem, that this concept of reach nichoach, a pleasing fragrance to Hashem, does not take place in a bama. So you see that when they were allowed to offer on altars on a bama, it didn't have to do with being reach nichoach, of drawing near to Hashem, but rather to overcome avodazara. Right, so that's the end of that particular topic. And it's an interesting distinction between the Rambam and the Ramban. You kind of think it's almost two sides of the same coin, that destroying Avodazara certainly would promote closeness to Ashkadosh Baruch Hu, and closeness to Ashkadosh Baruch Hu would seemingly promote getting rid of Avodazara. But I guess it's what you focus on, which one you're focusing on. Yes, it wasn't unusual for a person to to purchase how you're shrine the Corbin. Right. Yeah, they sold it there. Yeah. They had markets there. Did did it matter whether you were a poor person or a rich person? No, there were some differences there, you know, and also in terms of the, the kind of animal, like for some carbonos you were allowed to bring a cow or a sheep or a goat, so if a person couldn't afford the cow, they could bring it with a sheep or the goat, that's perfectly acceptable, and even some, if you couldn't afford that, you were allowed to bring the carboninfa, you know, flower offering, depending on the kind of korban you you had to bring. And <coughs> the Chachamim say that in, in Hashem's eyes, they were all they were all pleasing, as long as a person did what they were capable of. Now, do, did the people still die? Yes. In those days, they brought yes. 
Mark and they brought Pavonis and they died. And they died. There was both. Because yeah. I was thinking that if we rebuilt the temple, you know, when there was, we started the sacrifice thing. We still, we still have that. Right. It wouldn't change. Right. right. We still have it. And they do? Before there was a Mishkan, right? They, they, they were no, it's not that they were unpleasing, but it wasn't their purpose specifically, according to this Meshachah. But their purpose was something. Yeah, he, he wants yeah, yeah. That, that's what I meant. That there is—it's almost two sides of the same coin. That if you're defeating Avodah certainly that's pleasing to Hashem. But what are you focusing on? Driving that away, or Achdus with Hakadosh Baruch Hu? The Rambam is focusing on the former, and the Ramban is focusing on the latter. So we have to understand the language. I think it has to do really with what you're thinking about. That almost by by nature, when you're thinking about overcoming or destroying a Bodhisattva. <coughs> That's one kind of feeling. And there's another kind of feeling. You're not thinking about that at all. You're just thinking about Hashem. Thinking about getting rid of the sun god and the moon god and the cow god and the goat god. It's almost distracting in a certain way. But if you're just thinking about a Kodesh and it stands very pure in and of itself, that's how it comes across to me. That has a certain purity of thought to it and a closeness to it. Yeah, and they're both really hush of. You know. One of them, you're really out there you know, getting yourself uh, knocked around, and the other one is more, I guess you'd say, more pure, worse than life. It's an interesting note. that the so that gives it a whole different way also. Yeah. Yeah.